1: This is the VICE Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of VICE. It's Monday, April 29th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're talking about new guidelines from the World Health Organization about screen time for young children. On Wednesday, the World Health Organization, or WHO, released new health guidelines for children under five years old that recommend caregivers limit sedentary screen time. That's like watching videos on phones, tablets, TVs, or computers, or watching TV. So I've got a lot of questions, like what about non-screen-based sedentary time? And what about limiting screen time because it's screen time rather than because it's a sedentary activity? These are just two of my questions, so I asked Motherboard reporter Caroline Haskins to come on the show and hopefully give us some answers. So Caroline, today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, screen time for kids. I have an eight-month-old niece, and so... Oh, wow. Yeah, she's adorable. Um, And she's made me think a lot more about kind of how our screen's affecting young kids as they grow and develop. So start us off by telling us about the World Health Organization's new guidelines that came out on Wednesday. What do they say? Right. So basically, the
0: WHO said that for children under one, they really shouldn't be spending any time in front of screens at all. And then for kids that are over one and I guess as old as five, they say that they shouldn't be spending more than one hour at a time sitting down in front of a screen, whether this is like a phone, a tablet, a computer or TV. Can you talk about what they mean by sedentary screen time? Right. So sedentary screen time is basically sitting down and then watching some form of entertainment on a screen and they they distinguish this from non-screen based sedentary time which is just like sitting down lying on a mat being in a chair other things that kids do that aren't exercise
1: that don't involve a screen so what are the outcomes that they're concerned about what are the risks of exposing children two to four to sedentary screen time and then how does that differ from like what you just said just regular sedentary time? Right. So so they say
0: that over a long-term basis and to be fair, the data said they were making strong recommendations off of sort of limited evidence. It's still sort of an emerging area of research, but they said that over the long term, more than healthy exposure time to to screens in a sedentary way could increase your chance of obesity, could impair certain forms of motor development, cognitive development, or psychological development. And it didn't really get too into the nitty gritty because, you know, again, this is sort of still an emerging area area. But I think it's sort of intuitive to understand that if you're spending way too much time at an early age not moving, um, not getting your blood flowing in any kind of way, that it that it could have some adverse health effects in the long term.
1: Yeah. In a New York Times article that was about the same topic, um, a doctor at the World Health Organization who works on child obesity was, was kind of just saying, like, what this is all really about is that children need to play we need to bring back play they need to not be sedentary I think that that was a good point and you're right it is kind of intuitive when we think about kids but the glaring question that this research and these guidelines bring up for me is that there don't seem to be guidelines around limiting screen time on the basis of the screens themselves it's about being sedentary while using screens Why is that? Why is this about being sedentary and not about asking questions on how do screens and screen time affect the brain development of kids? Right. So that's pretty much that really gets to the heart of it because
0: it's really it's so an emerging area of research figuring out exactly how much extensive screen time affects kids. So that's why the focus was really on the sedentary aspect of it, because they they say explicitly that, you know, they don't really make a distinction between the health effects from being sedentary, whether you're in front of a screen or whether you're not. And when you're talking about how you know, screen time could negatively affect a child, I feel like you start getting into more, like, platform-specific questions. And that's a little bit more, like, abstract, murky. And we do have certain kinds of evidence that um, being on certain types of platforms, like, anecdotally, could affect kids in an adverse way.
1: Yeah. So I know you're saying that there's not a ton of research out about the sort of long-term effects of screen time on the basis of screens yet. But what research is there right now that dives into that question? So I guess we
0: sort of know that, in general, the platforms that kids are using, for the most part, are either very new or weren't built for kids in the first place. So especially when you're talking about something like, for instance, YouTube. It's one of the biggest platforms in the world. It's free. It's something that parents uh, a lot of times rely on, but the platform has sort of a notorious problem both on the main app and on even the kids specific app with content that targets kids with things that sort of attract them like, oh, there's Elsa from Frozen. But then midway through the video, she ends up doing something really disturbing or violent or sexual, just something that's not suited for kids. and. You know, YouTube has been making an effort to, to purge these videos. It did a big purge back in November 2017, but the problem is far from having gone away. There's also larger questions on YouTube about how the recommendation algorithm and advertising incentives affect creators and what type of content they're incentivized to produce. So I talked to um, some live-action YouTube performers uh, that specifically target like preschool age kids. And they consistently express this sort of frustration about how the the recommendation algorithm is really, it's really a black box. They don't know what's going on. And so they've moved on to other platforms where they're making like 45 minute segments, for instance, something that's closer to a TV. But then that gets into the question of exactly what the World Health Organization is talking about in that How much time is okay for a kid to spend just in front of a tv watching something right
1: i feel like we have three different questions here so there's how much time is it okay for a young child to be sedentary maybe because of technology maybe because they're sitting in front of a tv or an ipad then there's the question of how much time is it okay for a kid to be in front of a screen specifically? And how does interacting with these tablets and iPads and phones all of the time actually affect brain development, emotional development, behavioral development, all of those things? And what you're saying about that is there aren't guidelines for that yet. The research is sort of in the process, and we don't have conclusions for that. And then there's this third question, which you're bringing up, which is actually about content. And that's a different question, although it's relating to sort of the technology that these platforms are using. Um, But I think that content, it's an interesting question, and it's also different. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on here that you've brought up. My feeling is that it seems like our technology is sort of developing faster than these scientific studies can come to conclusions. And so we have this whole generation of young children right now and babies That we just don't really know what the effects are going to be on an entire generation um, who have access to so many more different technologies and screens and, as you said, algorithmic platforms. I think for me that's the scariest part is that, you know, these studies are happening, but the results aren't going to be known until this generation of kids is most likely older than five
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're getting at something really interesting there. I think that I think that you're right in that, you know the rigorous science is going to take longer than you know the actual adaptation of these platforms and how quickly they're proliferating and affecting kids in real time. And in some ways, sometimes I want to be cautious about, you know, you think back to say, Moral panics about certain types of like TV or the internet and people thinking that the generations raised on those technologies were going to be Corrupted or somehow more brain dead than the previous generation Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily think that's the case I feel like more something to consider is the fact that for example when you're signing up for the YouTube kids app When you're a parent creating a profile for a child. I mean the minimum age that you can put in is zero the second Lowest age is one. And you're talking about getting algorithmically generated and recommended content from your entire life and your digital footprint is being built from birth. And I feel like that's more something to worry about, not necessarily like the brain development, but how much information that private companies have on children and what kind of implications that could have in the long run? That's not to say that you know that there aren't physical risks. I think it's something that definitely should be prioritized, you know um, because there just there isn't enough information about that out there right now, but yeah, I feel like it's sort of a multi pronged risk that we're talking about here.
1: I think that that's a really interesting point, and it's a point that potentially people don't think about so much, which is data collection from such a young age. I do think there's also something to be said for kind of digital dependency and addiction when young kids are using these platforms and screens so often. I don't know what the research says about that, but I know that you wrote a piece recently on that topic. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: So recently, two senators introduced uh, what they called the Detour Act. Um, And I guess broadly, the act is targeting privacy policy agreements or certain types of app agreements, in-app agreements, um, that get you to agree to things that you might not have done otherwise. But one crucial part of it is that they're looking to protect the welfare of kids that are under 13 when platforms are sort of built to keep kids on the site for as long as possible and sort of foster the state of dependency. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing they, yeah, they explicitly talk about exploitive methods that are used to increase your time spent on the app. And I feel like this directly relates to, I mean, features that are almost ubiquitous across, I mean, video apps specifically, which is autoplay. Because, I mean, I guess for... For a really young child, it becomes a question of like, what's normalized? What's normal information for a platform to have about me? What's a normal amount of time to spend on a platform? And if from a really young age, it's seen as being okay for you know, you to get extremely customized content, um, for you to pretty much just hit okay for everything, for one video to play after another video, after another video then it raises questions of how dependent you are on something that might not be sustainable in the long run, something that might put you at risk in the long run. So I think this all gets back to how much risk that we're teaching really, really young people is okay to put in a private platform, which at the end of the day, their incentives aren't the same as the incentives of say, your parents or yourself. The incentives of a private company is to keep you on their platform for as long as possible and to expose you to as many ads as possible so that they can profit. And if you have different kinds of goals, or if you're a parent and if you want you know, different types of educational goals or incentives for your kids, you know, those two things don't necessarily line up.
1: Right. Or if you want to follow the World Health Organization guidelines that just came out, doesn't line up. Um, You brought up so many interesting points, and there's just so much to think about here, and you're right. I think that these recent guidelines definitely present more questions than answers, and I'm curious to see what kind of research is going to come out over the next few years about screen time use in general. So thank you so much, Caroline. Yeah, thank you for having me. You can read the full story at motherboard.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And make sure to tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino
0: from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,